the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again, and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. I'm Michael North. Today, we're looking into the history of baptism in the church. The book of Mark records that even Jesus was baptized by John to be an example for all of us. Pastor Dudley's message today shows us the importance of baptism and why we all should not hesitate to be baptized into Christ. Here's Dudley. I want to talk to you on this subject, being baptized into Christ, just to make sure you understand uh, what the Bible says about this particular subject. I want to show you this verse, Galatians chapter 3, look at these words, it says, you are all sons of God through faith. And where must your faith be placed? In who? In Christ Jesus. That matters. It matters where your faith Your faith is supposed to be in Christ Jesus. And it says, for all, and this all is the same all as this all. He's talking about all sons that came through faith in Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. I love that analogy, that when you put your faith in Christ... And you're baptized into Christ. In a sense, you're being clothed with Christ. And to me, that's an important element of being baptized. I want to talk to you today and give you five reasons why I think every person in this room ought to be baptized. Number one, write this down. First of all, because Jesus set the example for us. And I want you, if you have your Bibles, to turn back to Matthew chapter 3, which is at the beginning of the New Testament, where it records the moment that Jesus himself was baptized. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, it says that Jesus came from Galilee to the, that's the Jordan River. And it says that he came to be baptized by John. We know John is the forerunner of Christ. He's called John the Baptist or John the baptizer, we believe that Jesus was baptized. The spot was clear at the southern part. And so when it says that Jesus went to the Jordan to be baptized, we believe he walked like 70 miles. Jesus walked 70 miles to be baptized. And then it says that John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Now, why would he say that? Well, if you have your Bible... Back in verse 6, Matthew 3, 6, John, when he was baptizing people in the river Jordan, it says that people were coming to him confessing their sins. 
confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. So imagine John, he's there in the, in the River Jordan, he's baptized, all these people are coming confessing their sins, and he's baptizing them. And then he looks up and here comes Jesus. Now he knows that Jesus is the Son of God. He knows that Jesus has never committed a sin. And so he says, oh no, and it says that he tried to deter. It means that he really, it wasn't just, I don't want, he kept trying. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not going to baptize you. If, if anybody baptizes anybody, you're baptizing me. But then Jesus said these words in verse 15. He said, John, let it be so now, because it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all, what's the word? Righteousness. And there are three reasons why he said to fulfill all righteousness. What does that mean, to fulfill all righteousness? Well, I believe it was at that moment that Jesus was beginning his earthly ministry and he was announcing his willingness and his dedication to carry out heaven's plans for the redemption of mankind. Secondly, I believe that he visually was pointing symbolically to the moment that he himself physically would die upon a cross and be buried on the third day uh, he would rise again but the third reason i believe was that he was setting an example for anyone who desires to follow in his footsteps verse 16 says that as soon as jesus was baptized that he went up out of the water and at that moment heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove upon him and verse 17 says and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom i love with him i am well pleased this is one of the passages of scripture where you can see the trinity in one text the trinity is god the father god the son and god the holy spirit the same entity, the same person, but in three different entities. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You can see the Trinity in this text because you have Jesus, God the Son, the physical form of Jesus coming up out of the water, just having been baptized. Then you see the Holy Spirit descending upon him in the form of a dove. And at the same time, you hear the voice from heaven, the voice of God that says, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Don't you love the fact that there are passages where you can see the entire Trinity just in one text? But back to my point. Everything we do as Christians is because Jesus set the example for us. We pray. How many of you pray? Well, you know who taught us how to pray. The Lord was the one who taught the disciples how to pray. The Lord was the one who spent all the time praying. And so we pray because he prayed he when he was on earth he honored his father in heaven and that's why we as christians we desire to honor our heavenly father as well as our earthly fathers can someone say amen, amen. jesus when he was on this earth he helped the poor and that is our rationale for why we too should help the poor jesus picked up his cross he actually died upon the cross. He set the example that we as believers should pick up our cross every single day and follow after him. Jesus gave his life. He gave everything he had. 
That's why we teach that we too should be willing to give. Jesus served. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. That's why we teach that you should serve the way Jesus served. And if that's true, as Jesus was baptized, it just makes sense that we should be baptized as well. Reason number two, write this down. Jesus commands us to be baptized. This is what's known as the Great Commission. These are his last words. Before he he had already resurrected, and he's getting ready to ascend back into heaven, and he gathers his disciples together, and he tells them that all authority, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, he says these words, go and make disciples of all nations. I love the fact that at the very beginning of the church that Jesus is telling us there should be no racism of any kind. There should be no prejudices of any kind. That our task as believers is to go and teach people about Jesus to all nations, to all languages, to all people groups. I love that about the Great Commission. And then he says to baptize them into the name. Everybody say name. And this is very important. When you're baptized, you're not supposed to be baptized into the name of a church. You're not supposed to be baptized into the name of an organization. You're not supposed to be baptized into the name of a denomination. You're supposed to be baptized into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And in my mind, I think he's reflecting back to that moment in Matthew chapter 3 when he was baptized and the Spirit of God descended like a dove and he heard the voice of God, the Trinity, when he was baptized. And you see it here as well, that we as believers are to go into the whole world, make disciples, and baptize every person into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. These are the Lord's commands. And so I want you to look at this word baptizing and in your notes, write this down in your notes. That word baptize comes from the Greek word baptizo. And the word baptizo means to immerse. And so what he was saying was go make disciples of all nations and immerse them into the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I say that to tell you this, that when you come to church at Shepherd, it's why when you come here, when we baptize, we baptize, we completely dunk you. We don't pour a little bit of water on top of your head. We don't sprinkle you. We give you the, the nest tea plunge. You go all the way under. And the reason for that is because the word baptize, the Greek word is the word baptizo, and that word means to immerse. Paul tells us that your baptism connects you to the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have to write that down quickly. This is reason number three. And so when you're baptized, you are identifying yourself with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's the text. I want you to, this is what Paul writes. Romans chapter 6, he says, don't you know? And that, what that means, don't you know, is you ought to know this. <laughs> don't you know that all, there's that word again, that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death 
We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that so that, here's the reason why, that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new what? New life. Verse 5, if, that's the biggest word in the Bible, the word if. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his what? In his resurrection. So, what I want you to know is that whenever you see someone being baptized, what they're saying is they are, they are announcing, by standing in that water, they are announcing that they believe that Jesus died on a cross for their sins. And when they go underneath the water, they are announcing and declaring that they believe that Jesus was dead for three days. Aren't you glad we don't hold you under the water for three days? But then when you come up out of that water, you are declaring, your baptism declares that you believe that Jesus conquered the grave on that third day. And the second thing that's happening when you stand there in that water, not only are you announcing that you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, you are declaring when you stand there that you are dead. And we're going to bury the old you. The old man, the old woman, the old creature, the old habits, the old sin, the old person, the old attitude. And as you come up out of that water, and if you ever baptize someone, you bury them, they come up, you see the water brush against their face. You can see it's like a resurrection. As they come up out of that water, it's symbolic of the new you, the new man, the new woman, the new husband, the new wife the new son, the new daughter, the new person. Number four, here's another reason why you ought to be baptized. Because when you read through the book of Acts, all the believers in the book of Acts were baptized. Sometimes it'll say they were saved. It just says they were saved. But there are moments in the book of Acts where they have a story. Everybody say story where they tell you a particular, there's a character, a person, a real person, and they tell you all the details of that person's life and how they got saved. I've given you nine of them in your notes. You have the story of the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. It tells you exactly what they did and how they got saved. Then you have the story of a sorcerer by the name of Simon. He was called Simon the Sorcerer, and he got saved. And you can read about how a sorcerer got saved. Then you have the story of the Ethiopian man. You have the story of Saul of Tarsus. You have a centurion by the name of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. While you can read his story and how he got saved. Then you have a a woman. She was the first convert in all of Europe. A woman by the name of Lydia. You can read how Lydia got saved. You can read about how the jailer got saved. We looked at that last week. Crispus who was a synagogue ruler, got saved in the New Testament. You can read the story of Crispus, and you can read the story of the disciples from Ephesus in Acts chapter 19. That When you read through these stories, you have to ask yourself, what are the common denominators to their salvation story? And the common denominator for each and every one of these passages, I gave them to you so you can read them later, is that each and every one of them were baptized 
into Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I want to show you one, just one. He's the Ethiopian. Uh, He's a eunuch. Uh, He was a wealthy guy. He was in charge of the treasure of the queen of the Ethiopian people. And he had gone to Jerusalem. He was not a Christian. He had gone to Jerusalem, and he was on his way back to Ethiopia. He's in a chariot. Just imagine, if you will, a BMW. He's in a chariot, and he's sitting underneath a tree, and he's reading from the book of Isaiah. We even know what chapter he was reading. He was reading Isaiah chapter 53, and as he's reading it, he doesn't understand it. And God, by his divine appointments, he sent a preacher by the name of Philip to go talk to that man sitting in that chariot. They engaged in a conversation, and they were talking, the Ethiopian and Philip were talking about this chapter, Isaiah chapter 53. And the Bible says that Philip began with that very passage, Isaiah 53, and told him, the Ethiopian, the good news about who? About Jesus. Listen, anytime you're talking to anybody about how to be saved, you've got to talk about Jesus. Can someone say amen to that? You can't get someone saved unless you talk to them about Jesus. And we know that Philip began with that text and told him the good news about Jesus Christ. And the very next verse, all we know, all we know is that when he was talking, he was talking about Jesus. But somewhere in that conversation about Jesus, Philip must have explained the importance and the need of baptism because the very next verse says, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is some water why shouldn't I be baptized right now? And Philip said, you can if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the very next verse says that he, the eunuch, gave orders. He said, stop the chariot. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Some of you have been coming to this church for years and have never been baptized. You need to say, stop the chariot. Why can't I be baptized right now? You can. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, you ought to be baptized today. Amen, amen. The fifth reason, write this down, is because of Peter's explanation of two distinct benefits. Now, this is according to Peter, and he was one of the twelve, the one who was with Jesus, who was commissioned by Jesus. Peter replied that you must repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the the name of who? Who? In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, that you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to write those two benefits down in your notes. I want you to write that down. The forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I want to ask you one question. Is there anything in life that you need that's more important than those two things? 
Is there anything you need that's more important than those two things? No. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins that you might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now theologians love to debate everything. They love to debate at what point is a man saved? Is he saved when he decides to be baptized? Is he saved when he, when he walks over to the edge of the water? Is he, is he saved when his head goes underneath the water? Is he saved? Is he saved when his head pops out of the water? Is he saved when he dries all the water off? At what point is he saved? I don't know the point that he's saved. But I do know that God knows at what point he put his faith fully in God's grace. And at that moment, that brother is saved. For me, baptism is that moment where you tell the whole world, I'm not just going to tiptoe into this thing called Jesus. I'm not going to go kind of in and kind of out. Baptism is that moment. I'm going all in. I'm declaring, I'm identifying that I believe in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, when you look at this list of five things, you look at them all together. The fact that he set the example the fact that he commanded every disciple to be baptized, the fact that Paul connects this to the death, burial, and resurrection, the fact that every conversion in the book of Acts, the person was immersed, the fact that Peter says that your your sins will be forgiven and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, that in itself ought to cause you to just run down here and be baptized today. As we prepare to close, I want to give you what's called some prerequisites. In other words, do not come down here and be baptized. That's right, I'm telling you, don't come unless these things have taken place. Number one, you must be a believer in Jesus Christ. If you don't believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, do not be baptized. Your faith might be in a tree stump. Your faith might be in the universe. Your faith might be in some religion or some organization. No, your faith must be in Jesus Christ. Mark said, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Number two, you must repent. Peter said, repent and be baptized. In other words, repent means that you're, gonna, you're making a decision today to turn your life over to the Lord. You can get baptized a hundred times. We'll just, we'll dunk you a hundred times. It won't do you any good if you've not first repented and turned your life over to God. Number three, you must confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want you to write this down. This is why we don't baptize babies at this church. This is very important for you to know. People come all the time and say, well, you baptized my baby. The answer is no, we're not going to baptize your baby. We will dedicate your baby. We will dedicate your baby to the Lord. We will pray over your baby. But we will not baptize your baby because every single person in the Bible, first of all, they, it had to be their decision. They had to believe. They had to repent. They had to confess. Then they were eligible to be baptized. It doesn't do us any good to baptize someone if it's not their decision. So that's why we don't baptize babies. Number four on our list, 
is they immediately they were baptized upon their decision once you decide to follow jesus you need to be baptized at that moment nowhere do we have record of someone waiting six months or six years or 16 years to be baptized every single person who made a decision to follow christ they were baptized immediately and all god's people said family traits they're passed down to us and then through us revealing our shared dna in the same way we're meant to look like god's family to bear his image so what are these shared family features these identifying marks in our newest series this is us pastor dudley and the lift up jesus team explore seven key characteristics that we as individuals and the church should have we examine the distinguishing traits that reflect our relationship with Jesus and remind us that we are part of His family. For a gift of $25 or more, we'll send you Pastor Dudley's complete sermon series and small group resource called This Is Us on either CD or DVD. Call right now at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again in the United States is 888-818-4777. Order your copy of This Is Us today. We thank you for being with us today and be sure to join us again next week at the same time. And remember to always lift up Jesus.